Welcome, you're listening to the Cultivate Podcast, where we share stories to help us cultivate the characteristics of Christ. We're your hosts, Lydia Bridgman and Kayla Hallstrom. Thanks for joining us as we grow together. Hello, everyone. We're so glad you are here joining us for another episode of the Cultivate Podcast. I'm so excited to dive into today's topic of prayer. For me, I know that this is a place that always requires intentionality and constant and consistent practice to see growth. Today, we have with us Bobby Bucknam. And if you are from this area, you might know her as the leader of Doing What Jesus Did class. Thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure to be here. So excited. It's going to be a good good one. Yeah. So to get us started, would you just take some time to share with the listeners who you are, about your family, ministry position, and just a little bit about your background? Sure, I'd love to. Um, I was raised in a Christian home, saved at the young age of six years old from my weight of sin. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, I really felt it. Isn't that something? Yeah, right? oh, me Even too. As a I remember kid, that. Do you yeah. remember that? And yeah. you just went, oh, something's different. I don't know if I've shared this here, but I actually lied about accepting Jesus to my parents. Did you? They asked me and were like, have you accepted? And I was like, and my brother said yes. And I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> and talk about the way to sin. I came to mom and I was like, uh-huh. I didn't do it. So now you really, really yeah, then to get I really sick. knew it. <laughs> God used it. Yes. <laughs> so I'm really thankful that I was brought up in a Christian home and had you know all the advantages of that. It was great. So I had always wanted to do ministry. I don't know when that came on me, but I just had a real heart to mm. share Jesus with others. So I went to a Bible college, got my degree, got married, married this great Christian guy, Dave. We had three kids. And, you know, life was good. And I, I felt like I was, I was pretty much the model Christian. You know, I had it all going on. You know? yeah. And then, you know what God does, right? He gives you mm-hmm. stressors in life to show you, okay, maybe not so model. And um, we had three kids and our youngest had some real um, stressors with high-end ADD and mm-hmm. sensory issues and stuff. And it was, it was really difficult. And I began to see that there was stuff underneath that I was surprised about. It just my character was not as perfect <laughs> as mm. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I really started to tank. Um, fortunately, I had some good friends and they, they loved me and walked me through that. I got some counseling, we went, but it really showed me my need for God. And then I began to get to know him in a whole different way after wow. that because they needed him so badly. You know, yeah. before it was kind of all about me. Mm-hmm. And then I began to realize that whatever that was, I thought I was, wasn't really there. And mm-hmm. so as I got stripped down, God just started to meet me in that place. And I don't know, it just changed everything to know him in more of a broken place than a put together place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah so then um, came to Northwoods um, after we'd done ministry in a lot of churches, um, just, you know, had known Cal and Susan in uh, when Dave went to seminary. And uh, we had talked a lot about just the power of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. knowing God in that more intimate way. And uh, so they invited us to come and be on staff and we kind of have done two stints. What I'm doing now, I never dreamed I would get to do. It's kind of like my dream job um, is just really teaching others how to have that kind of relationship from just being a broken person, letting God speak into your life, getting healing, and then operating in that power of the Holy Spirit, but not in a weird way, in a real honest to goodness, natural way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just love, love what I get to do and watch people just come alive in Jesus. It's really a lot of fun. It is, it is. I've taken the class and it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's a great, great first step, but it's also just a great refresher for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Just remembering what's the core things, the most important things in cultivating that relationship with the Lord. So that's awesome. Well, you kind of told us a little bit about how you got into the role in ministry that you're in currently. Um, what would you say is the one of the most rewarding things or something that God is just really doing in the ministry that you're involved in right now? Wow. Um the the fun I know funnest isn't a word, but the funnest thing <laughs> we can use funnest. Around can we here. use funnest? Okay, yes. is just watching God change people's lives. Okay, mm-hmm. they come in, and you know, occasionally we'll get someone that doesn't even know Christ. So that's really wow, fun when they really? meet him in the class. Yeah, oh, but most people, you didn't know that? No, had, I didn't yeah, know. We've that. had two or three who probably come to Christ just by going through the class. Wow. 
um, oh, yeah. But um, it's just watching people go from that. You know, they come in like doing the ordinary Christian life mm-hmm. and then they find out, oh my goodness, there's so much more that I had no idea. And watching them come to life, no kidding, it's the ride of your life just mm. to watch people. And then so many of them, you know, they become leaders. They start their own ministries. They start, like it's incredible when you just get a little life in you from Jesus, what can happen in a person's life, right? And yeah. so I, I just get to sit and watch that happen year after mm. year after year. And it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Oh, I love your passion. It's so awesome for us to see, you know, just from a distance or to hear the stories of people's lives that are changed um, through that ministry. It's so awesome. So, yeah. And what year, you guys, just earlier, just in time before everything shut down, what year of doing what Jesus did was that? I think we're going, you mean that we just finished? Yeah. Yeah. I think we have done 12 now. 12. So we're I remember into 13. the 10 year, not that long yes. ago with the big celebration. Yeah, we did so. the big blast out. Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. fun. It was That's very incredible. Fun. Yeah. Incredible. I know personally, I'm really glad we're talking, um, and taking the time to talk about prayer today. Um, Just a few weeks ago, um, you may have saw on social media for the Cultivate podcast that we had a specific week of prayer to guide us through um, some different topics and that just Lydia and I felt both were just gone and going on. And we decided we didn't really want it to end there. We wanted to take some more time on the podcast to talk about prayer. And I think prayer is a topic um, that on the surface, it's like, oh, it's not, it's pretty simple. I can understand that. But as soon as you start to dive into it, it's like, I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't understand. And also prayer is a word that's not exclusive to the Christian faith. There are a lot of mm-hmm. ideas and practices and concepts that can mm-hmm. construe, you know, what um, what faith is for us as believers, as yeah. followers of Christ. And um, so because it's not exclusive, that word prayer to the Christian faith, um, we just want to take some time and just start with a foundation of what, what you would say the biblical uh, definition of prayer is. Yeah, I mean, that's a big question, right? <laughs> yeah, know, like, right? yeah, there's like yeah. tomes of books written right. on prayer. But, you know, honestly, I just think prayer is all about developing our relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, it's, you know, with any relationship, it's all about communication, right? Right. How do you get to know anybody if you never talk to them? And prayer is a way of, of expressing and sharing everything that's going on inside of us. It's a way of getting to know God and letting him talk back to us. Mm. So it's not a one-way street. And I think that was pretty revolutionary in my life when I understood. I did a lot of talking at God, but I didn't get quiet enough to listen back. And that's very powerful Mm -hmm. for me in my life. That has changed Mm -hmm. me a lot. But I think it's just about being real, uh, bringing our needs to him, receiving his love. But prayer is also a weapon. And I think you know, as you had that week of prayer, I love that, that you did mm-hmm. that, a week of prayer, because prayer can be such oh, a spiritual weapon to, to yeah. break through some, you know, areas that need to be broken through in the enemy's line, mm-hmm. but also to, to gain ground in the kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, in people's lives. And so, uh, I mean, prayer, it's huge. Right. It's everything. Without it, where would we be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. In my life, I see prayer kind of broken down into three different categories. Can I just share that with you? So one is just scheduled prayer. You know, we we call that like our quiet time, Mm -hmm. right? Our devotions, whatever. It's a time when we just spend sitting in the stillness with God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we, we, we schedule it. We go, this is my time with God, you know? And Matthew 6, 6, it says, when you pray, enter your closet. When you've shut the door, pray to your father, which is in secret. And your father will reward you openly. So there's a reward for getting in our prayer closet, so to speak, and praying. Right. Um, worship helps me focus. I think worship is a big part of prayer. Any kind of communication back and forth. Um, often I'll use scripture to pray. Um, you know, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I use that all the time because I feel like I get condemned. I condemn myself a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then the accuser of the brethren, yeah, Satan, right. he loves to accuse us. So sometimes I, like lately, Psalm 25, 5, with all this COVID craziness, mm-hmm. one day I was just feeling like I was going to lose it. And I, I found this verse, Psalm 25, 5, you are God, my savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Mm. And yeah. I just said that verse over, I still long. do, all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it brings such a peace to me to mm-hmm. just know, okay, God, my hope is in him. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be okay. So scripture, mm-hmm. I think, can be a form of prayer. Um, and then there, what I call spontaneous prayer with the second thing, it's just that all day long talking to God mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all good. It's like, yeah. it's not like one's better than the other. It's just that, that, you know, God, can you find me a parking spot? You know, oh, take my yeah. headache away. How am I going to deal with this person? Um, yeah. All that stuff, right? Yeah. So I just call that spontaneous prayer. And then ministry prayer is just where we, you know, more that intercessor, where we get in and we actually pray with others. Yeah. So that's kind of the three categories yeah. that I I see prayer falling into in my own life. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I like that. I feel like that's very practical to be able to look at it kind of in the different forms. And really that's what we want to talk about today and really get to the heart of is, you know, what does prayer look like? And I love that you said, you know, you mentioned kind of with that verse, praying without ceasing, praying yeah. continually throughout the day about little things, but also then using it as a weapon for the big yeah. things. So it's just this huge range of what prayer is. And I'm excited to talk as we continue on here about some of um, the misconceptions, but then also some of the ways that maybe listeners, maybe you haven't thought about prayer being um, some of these different facets, or maybe you haven't thought about praying for the small things or using it as a weapon. And so we hope today as we talk that you'll get some more ideas and wisdom um, about how you can use prayer um, to speak to God, but also to get quiet and listen and hear from Him um, to change a lot of things in your situation. So there's lots of misconceptions about prayer. um, And those who are maybe new to the faith or maybe you're new to the practice of praying. And for those listeners today, when you pray, do you need to be on your knees and close your eyes or talk in a certain way? Hold your hands. Is it, you know, children's church? Right. Right. But I think a lot of the times we can, you know, think those misconceptions and think there's only certain ways to pray. And you kind of mentioned a little bit with the different ways um, or forms that you can pray, but Bobby, can you just speak into some of these misconceptions that people might have? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of it depends how you were raised, right? Mm, A lot of different streams. You know, Mm -hmm. some people were raised with, you only pray out of a book. And book prayers can be beautiful and really Mm -hmm. give words to prayer that we don't have. And so why not let someone who's really good at that craft some prayers that are very Mm -hmm. meaningful for us? Um, Some of us came out of places where you didn't pray out loud. Mm. You know, it was just always a silent prayer that maybe the the minister or the priest would pray and you would agree. So, um, you know, and then others of us more in our stream, we're used to praying out loud right. and that's a common thing for us. Mm-hmm. But I would just say, you know, they're all good, right? Right. <laughs> they're all yeah. good. Yeah. It's all prayer. Yeah, yeah, it's all prayer. And so we don't want to measure different kinds of prayer and put one above the other. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, I, I remember this one guy who every time you would start to pray, his whole voice would change. Like, mm-hmm. he, it's like he became a different person, you know, like, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> and, you know, it's yeah. just like, yeah, I think a lot of people can think though yeah. that you have to kind of switch into this. Go into this religion yeah. mode or something because right. you're talking to God. And honestly, that just makes me laugh when I hear mm-hmm. people because it's so, I don't know, it's just not authentic to me. Yeah. Um, so I think God just wants us to be ourselves. Yeah. And so if you want to close your eyes, close your eyes. If you mm-hmm. don't want to close your eyes, don't close your eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to kneel down because that's meaningful for you, kneel down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes I just walk around when mm-hmm. I pray because it keeps me awake. And it yeah. keeps me focused yeah. and engaged. I was talking to a friend this morning about falling asleep during morning devos, you know, when there you're you praying because your eyes there are you closed. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And God's not mad at you if you do, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> grace so, yeah, I just think using regular language is mm-hmm. kind of a helpful thing too, not feeling like you. I think some people, when they're new to prayer, they hear these people who are the, like the professional prayers mm-hmm. and they think, oh, I'll never be able to pray like that. Or I can't pray until I can pray like that. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes me feel sad, honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. because some of the most beautiful prayers are prayed by people who are just learning because mm-hmm. they're so raw and fresh yeah. and- Authentic and real. Yes, and, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like praying with others and getting around community and just kind of, doing that together can help expand some of that and help, you know, not misconception, but just your open your perspective of like, there are lots of ways to do this that are still authentic and communicating with the father. And there's no, you know, just because this is the way I learned and this is the way I operate doesn't mean I can't be opened up to other ways. And so praying with others can help with some of those misconceptions and and kind of processes of how we were raised or, Mm -hmm. you know, what we grew up with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing is I was, 
praying and thinking about this topic is that God even hears our prayers when we can't even put them into words. Yeah. You know, it talks about how, you know, when our hearts are too burdened or too confused about a situation, what I think is so beautiful, and maybe we can kind of transition to this a little bit later when we talked about some practical things, but um, the Bible says that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us yeah. sometimes. And it talks about that in Romans 8, 26. And, and I love that idea too, because sometimes you come to God and you're like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I can't even mm-hmm. think of, you know, the fancy words to say or the right words to say. And God is so faithful through His Spirit to come and to help us along that because He yeah. knows our hearts. He knows what's going on. And mm-hmm. so that facet of it just brings me so much peace too that we're not, you know, going into it alone, but the Spirit's there with us right. as we pray right. and intercede for us. So yeah. That's huge. Kind of a, well, elementary way of that that's been helping me with that about not always knowing the right words with working with kids is they often, when they write something, they're all like, oh, will you help me spell it? Will you help me spell it? And we tell them, God knows what you mean. Mm-hmm. God knows what exactly, you're saying. And yeah. like, I need to remind myself yeah, that. Right. Like, God yeah. knows what I'm saying, even when I don't have a right word. I spell a word wrong, you know? And like, yeah. he's, he understands our heart and that's so much more important than Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. the words that are said. I think we can get so self-conscious when yes. we pray yeah. sometimes, yeah. right? And, and it's funny because, I mean, if you think about it, I'm usually, I usually have tons of grace for the other people who are praying. Yes, I'm not yes. judging them. Yeah, no. So why do I think they're all judging me? I know. You know, like get know. over myself, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I've, I've oh, definitely I felt thought that. that many yes. times. Yeah. Uh, so this is something that's been hard for me over the years when you pray and you don't see that immediate response or you're like, why am I doing this? Nothing seems to be changing. You don't, you pray for situations and you're like, I'm not really sure if that made a difference. And like, I'll never know if the outcome was changed. And we just want to take some time to speak about why should we pray? Because those feelings of, I don't know why I'm doing this. It doesn't look like it's changed anything can sometimes cloud that. And we forget the why about why we should be in communication. Why should we, we be praying? So can you just speak to that a little bit of the importance of prayer in our faith? Yeah, that's really good, Kayla, because I think we've all been there Mm -hmm. where you kind of, you know, you're praying for something, you're like, is this really making a difference? Yeah, I've asked myself that so many times and I feel guilty asking it because I know I'm supposed to believe (laughs) that this is making a difference, but you don't always feel like Mm -hmm. it is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's just a normal human reaction. But I love John 15, seven and eight. It says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish Mm -hmm. and it will be done for you. Well, that's prayer, right? Yeah. And the goal, he says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, proving yourselves to be my disciples. I think there's, um, you know, we've been given this invitation to ask for whatever we want. I mean, what? Like, that's crazy, that's right? Um, it doesn't always come the way we want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been told that we're seated in Ephesians 2. You know, it talks about us being seated in heavenly places with Christ, that we've been given this authority we're, we partner with Christ. Like it's incredible mm-hmm. the position that we've been put into. And I think the more that I have grown in my understanding of that, the more I have understood that prayer really, did. like I'm doing something when I pray. Like I'm really, it's, it is doing something, whether I see it or not. Um, when I, you, you've all been here, right? Where you meet mm-hmm. someone and they have something to pray for and you go, oh, I'll pray for you. Yes. And then you walk away and, and you forget. You yes, forget and then you feel the, terrible. Yes, and, yes. You know, mm-hmm. so someone just from being around other people, you watch people, right? And I noticed this one person just always said, can I pray for you right now? And I went, oh, that's genius, right? Yeah. Because then you check it off your list. You don't have to yeah. try and remember. Mm-hmm. But what I've been finding is that when I pray for people in the moment, Sometimes I actually see stuff happen. Yeah. Like if they're anxious and you pray for them, sometimes you see the peace of God come over them. You yeah. get to watch it. Yeah. Or or they need healing. You pray for them, sometimes they get healed. Right. You know, right in front of you. Yeah. Well, that does just enormous things for your um, motivation to pray mm-hmm. in the moment for mm-hmm. people and to realize that, yeah, God does invite me into this as his partner to yeah. partner with him in doing yeah. things. And he waits for us to ask. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. I love just the, I don't know, I've heard the verse, was it John 15, 
multiple times, but just the way you phrased it of just, we have this freedom to ask for whatever we want. That is just as a believer, Mm. that is so powerful that he, and you're right, the response, we don't get to control that, but we have the freedom to ask. And that's amazing. Yeah. And even just focusing on that partnership peace again, you know, going back to even what you were talking about a little bit ago that, you know, we can talk to Jesus like a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. and if we are in close communication in a strong, close relationship, just like we would be with our friends here on earth, if we're in that partnership and he presents opportunities for us to use prayer as as a weapon or to intercede for someone as we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, just being able to feel like you're a team with him yes. mm-hmm. yeah. is just so empowering and so amazing. And it yeah. helps to build our faith as well, as yeah. you said. Yeah. So I've I've seen that many, many times, just encouraging my faith so much. And we're really staying true to when we say we're going to pray to some for someone and something over their life, we're doing it right then so we can make sure we're obedient yeah. to that yeah. as well, to what yeah. we're saying yeah. in our word. And we can even do it in a text. Yeah. You know, we can do it in an email. It's We're not limited mm-hmm. um, yeah. to have, doing it verbally out loud, right? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, it all works. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know what you were saying, Lydia, about this this partnering and the privilege of that. I think that it's so powerful that the enemy takes note of that. Like he mm-hmm. knows when we're starting to catch on that when we ask for things, we can have them. Mm-hmm. And if we're Christians, obviously we want the things that God, that's what we're praying yeah, for, right. advancing God's kingdom. And um, I just know that this is an area where, um, you know, our enemy, the, the accuser he's called, <laughs> mm-hmm. he will march right in or, or anytime around prayer, you know, so like you sit down to have your quiet time and all of a sudden, you, you know, you feel really tired or, right. <laughs> or yeah. you sometimes, you know, you... You just yeah. can't concentrate yep. or whatever. You know, sometimes it's because yeah. you're tired and you can't concentrate. Right. But, but other sometimes, times, yeah. I think the enemy, he just loves to come in or you go to pray and and there's this doubt that like, oh, who do you think you are? Right. Or you're going to make an idiot out of yourself. Yeah. Or I don't see anything changing. Yes. Or, yeah. Right. Yes. This is yeah. too big. Yeah. You know, this or is this too is much. too small. God, it, yes. God has bigger yeah, problems. You know, it, care it goes, about that. It goes yeah. you know, right. full spectrum yeah. one into so the other. So many different lines. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to just continually remember that we're in a battleground in the area of prayer mm-hmm. all every time, all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it's not gonna be easy. Prayer has never been easy for me. I never feel like I pray enough. I never feel like I'm a good <laughs> enough prayer. And that's when I, when I start to focus on that, it becomes about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than about, I'm just this weak, broken person who God's gonna use, yay. So yeah. here I am again, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may have had a bad day, but I can still pray. Yeah. You're, you're not waiting for me to have a perfect record, yeah. you know, to be able to pray and be used. Yeah. Um, does somebody throw in Revelation 12, yeah. 10, 11? Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren and sistren have been, <laughs> have been thrown down. He who accuses them before our God day and night, and they overcame him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even when faced with death. That's a powerful verse, right? It is. Yeah. The oh. accuser has been defeated. He has. Yeah. Yeah. I would just speaking with that about how the enemy comes in and tries to, you know, mess up what you're, you're to, when you start to catch on. A couple of years ago, I remember learning in a study that. Um, the analogy of like a locked car, right? If it's a Jeep that doesn't have any of its doors on, people aren't going to keep anything valuable in there. And mm-hmm. it's not going to matter if it gets broken into because there's nothing mm-hmm. valuable there. But you lock your car when there's something in it and something of value and the enemy sees that. He sees the places where it's a Jeep and people have prepared and it's not a big deal. There's nothing there to steal. Yeah. But he sees where it's locked and he he goes after what's mm-hmm. valuable. And so some of those places where we find the most tension is really some of the most important things we yeah. need to be doing because the enemy sees that mm-hmm. and he's Absolutely. coming after that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. You know, we've kind of established what prayer is 
and then that prayer is really important in our Christian walk. But now we kind of want to shift a little bit to having a conversation about the main forms of prayer. So prayer is this huge overarching umbrella, and we want to continue unpacking it a little bit. So there's five main forms of prayer that I want to mention here and just share briefly with all of you um, just what each of them means. And then we're going to zoom in on one in particular that I'm excited for you to share a little bit more about Bobby. So the The first one is blessing and adoration. So this is the one where um, if we're praying, we're acknowledging our dependence on God, that we need Him. Um, The second one is petition. This is one that a lot of us are probably very familiar with because that's when we come to God, we ask Him for help for something in our life to provide physically for us, to provide spiritually for our needs. Um, The next one is thanksgiving, where we thank God for everything that He has done for us, for our salvation. We thank Him for um, the blessings in our life, the incredible things that He's up to and that He's doing. Um, And then there's praise. Um, This one I always like to associate with worship, where we're just expressing our love for God, how incredible Mm -hmm. He is, how much we adore and honor Him. And then the last one is intercession. So intercession is something that we've mentioned on the show briefly before Mm -hmm. a couple times um, on this idea of interceding on behalf of others. And so Bobby, can you unpack this a little bit more for us? What is intercession and how have you seen God work through intercessory prayer? Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm true candid moment. Intercessory prayer was never on my radar as far as something I wanted to do. <laughs> it just like I like the other kinds of prayer. Uh-huh, but yeah. for some reason, I always felt guilty about intercession because I felt like I never did it enough. Mm. You know, I never, like I tried doing those list things where Monday I'm going to pray for these people, Tuesday I'm yeah. going to pray for them, you know, yeah. and I always failed. I just, mm-hmm. I'm just not very good at list praying. Now there are yeah. some of your listeners and maybe you guys who are really yeah. good at list praying mm-hmm. and it works for them. I'm like, God bless you. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not you. one of those. We need yeah, to I right. all of us. And yeah. I, we've talked about that before. How for both of us in different seasons of life, praying for others, praying on behalf of others' needs is. I feel like we both shared that it is a struggle, or it's yeah. something that is hard to be really consistent. Yeah. With. Yeah. What What I found for me is praying in the moment with people yeah. is my wheelhouse. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, line up 20 people and <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll stay there all yes. night because I just love to pray. Now, other people might go, oh my uh, goodness, I'll send go me home. home. I'm good, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so the important thing is not to compare ourselves with others, right? But just kind of go with how you're wired and just enjoy the way that God wired you to pray and um, just stop all that comparison stuff, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean that I don't still try and move in the direction of list praying or being consistent in praying for those in my life. Um, but intercession basically is, it's just praying for others, right? It's standing in the gap be, you, between you and God. You're, you're bringing this person before God and saying, okay, I'm gonna pray for them. Mm-hmm. And Colossians 4, 2 says to devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And so if we're watchful, we're going to see a lot of people that we can pray for. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, especially now, holy Toledo, there's a lot going on, right? And um, so people, you know, Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ, which is love. So carrying each other's burdens, intercessory prayer is another way of doing that too. You know what it feels like when someone says to you, I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm always humbled by that. Um, It always... I'm like, really? Why yeah. Why would you pray for, like, how kind is that, right? Mm-hmm. But it means something. Um, Colossians 4, 3, and 4, and pray for us too, Paul said, that God may open a door for our message. So see, sometimes people are waiting for us to pray for them. There's mm-hmm. this partnership again. God uses our prayer to open doors for people, mm-hmm. um, missionaries or just other ministries at home, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're dependent on our prayer you know, to make things mm-hmm. happen. Um, so I can give you an illustration of intercessory prayer. This yeah. is one I love. Um, my husband, Dave, love him, great guy. And we were um, vacationing in Mexico. And one day he felt really ill and we thought, oh, it's the food or the water or something, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, he was okay the next day, but we were returning home the day after that. And he still wasn't feeling great. Uh, we got home and um, through the night, 
uh, he start, he was waking up and just not feel, really not feeling well. Well, mm. he should have woken up his wife and told her, don't you think? But he didn't. And so in the morning like, at his guys it. group, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as soon as he told his guys group what was going on, they said, you need to go, to, you could be having a heart attack. Well, boom, I come down, you know, the stairs and they're all mm-hmm. telling me this. And I said, okay, it's either the ambulance or I'm driving you. Yeah. And so, so he's like, oh, rolling the eye, right? So we get in the car and start driving. He turns green, gray on the way. Oh. We didn't make it all the way to OSF. We stop at Proctor, get in there. He's in the middle of a full-blown heart attack. They save his life, put stents in. He's like a new person, incredible. Wow. So we hear this story a few weeks later. This is crazy, you guys, okay? Um, we, we teach this class, doing mm-hmm. what Jesus did. And um, there's a, there was a woman at that time, her name, good friend, her name was Deb. Mm-hmm. And she told us about how the night before Dave's heart attack, that night he was up, she got woken up at two in the morning and she just, she had pain in her chest, but she knew it wasn't for her. She knew it was, I'm supposed to pray for someone with pain in their chest. Mm. So she started praying. She knew who it was for, but she started praying and she prayed about an hour. And then she kind of felt the burden of that lift and she went back to bed. Well, then we found out from another friend, Kendra, at three o'clock in the morning, God had woken her up. So he tag teamed these two women to pray for Dave in the middle of his heart attack, in the middle of the night when no one knew what was going on. She also did not know who she was praying for. She prayed for an hour and then just felt again that release, went back to bed. So can you imagine when they heard the story that that morning, Dave had had a heart attack and they knew immediately that's who mm-hmm. I was praying for. So we believe that because of their prayers, maybe his life got spared that mm-hmm. night because they were attentive to being an intercessor on Dave's behalf. Isn't that incredible? Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. Wow, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. I know for me, you mentioned earlier, you know, when you hear somebody and how your heart is just touched when they say, oh, I've been praying for you, um, just... Last week, I was babysitting some kids that are very close to my heart, and um, they have a their youngest brother is only a year old, and his name is Caleb. And when Caleb got added into the blessing prayer at the end of the night, Miss Kayla also got added because <laughs> mom and dad were like, "Right, it only made sense to big brother and big sister." And I heard them pray that, and so you know, the little eight year old was praying, and we pray for mommy and daddy and and Miss Kayla, and I was like. Aww. Every night, these kids are. I was just, yeah. I was just blown away, and it, it. I think that motivates me the most to go out and be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I want to do that for other people." You, yeah. you have that personal experience yourself, and you're like, "And that's yeah. why we do it, and that's yeah. what I want to do for others." You know, the yeah. little sweet little eight year old boy just mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. blessing over, and I just, yeah. yeah. Children teach us so much. It's true. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love the story you sh- just shared, um, but and we love stories on the Cultivate podcast. It's the it's the main thing we're about is yeah. sharing stories to cultivate characteristics of Christ. So we just wanted to give you a little bit more time. We know um, from knowing you that you just have story after story of what you've I seen. I got a God. few. I got you've a few. You've got a few. If you would just share <laughs> some more of those stories, because again, I just think um, when you hear that, it just inspires you know, our, our faith, it encourages us, it, you know, it, it motivates us to maybe take a step of faith and take a risk yeah. and just hearing um, even that verse you read in Revelation, the, the word of our testimony, that that yeah. is just something powerful. So would you just share some more stories with us of what yeah, you've seen? And, and you know, I want to encourage your listeners to tell stories about yes. what God is doing because yeah. what it, it really is in the face of the enemy. Mm-hmm. When yeah. we tell stories about what God has done, it builds faith in those around us. It yeah. gives glory to God. Yeah. Stories are powerful. Yeah. They really yeah. are. So thank you for this opportunity to, yeah, no, that's to celebrate with stories. Um, I, I remember when we moved here from, we used to live in north of Chicago, you know, Grays Lake area. And uh, we moved from living in a lake neighborhood. So I had like all kinds of view out my Mm. windows, right? Just expanse. It was beautiful. We moved into a little, you know, beautiful home, but it was more like a cookie cutter neighborhood, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. one of the first mornings when I got up um, to just, you know, I wasn't working yet and Dave was at work and I opened the blind from our bedroom window and there was this tree right there and 
I had a panic attack. <laughs> Can you believe it? I started, I felt so foolish, but I just felt so closed in. And then I went to the front of the house and there were trees there too. And it's like, I couldn't find a view and I got claustrophobic and yeah. I started, and I remember just going, okay, God, <laughs> we moved here for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to take care of this right now. Like I was a little ticked off. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually yeah. order God to it. You're like, <laughs> we said, did this, we obeyed. And yeah. yeah, you know, and I just started praying. And in that sense, I was interceding for myself. You mm -hmm. can do that too, okay? Yeah. And honestly, I just felt the peace of God just start to calm me down mm -hmm. and wash over me. And within a couple minutes, I was okay again. And I went, oh God, you're so good. You know, if we yeah. turn to you in our moment mm -hmm. of need, he hears us. Mm -hmm. um, this is a story from kind of the way back. There was a, um, we did one of those, you know, ultimate missions trips. We were the first people to go to Haiti from our Youth for oh, Christ wow. group. Wow. And we didn't know what we were doing. You know, we were, we're idiots. <laughs> we're, like, we're going to Haiti. We're great. Three weeks we were there and we, did, we were digging ditches, building this. We didn't know what we were doing. But we had one night in a hotel. You know how they do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And this, this beautiful girl, Laura, she, had, she looked like a model. She had long blonde hair. She was just beautiful. And she dove in the pool and she cracked her front tooth <gasps> in Haiti. Ooh. And she went in the bathroom and she wouldn't come out. And so I was the leader. So I had to go deal with this. And I'm like, what are we going to, so, so I come, I said, you've got to let me in. And so she finally let me in. And I mean, her, one of her teeth, it was like oh, almost half of it, probably a I third, a third of it was gone. Yeah. I just wanted to throw up, right? Like yeah, what a while. So the, one of the Haitian guys he, who lived there, he spoke English. He said, there's a dentist, da, 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 da. And he told me where it was. And I'm trying to absorb this while I'm kind of in shock with mm -hmm. you thinking, oh, her parents are going to kill us, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, so I remember walking with Laura and just praying, praying, God help us, God help us. I know people were praying for us on that trip, mm -hmm. right? We had our mm -hmm. intercessors going. Mm -hmm. And I started walking through, if you've ever been to Haiti, it's kind of crazy in the, Mm -hmm. We were in Port-au-Prince, you know, the capital. Oh, yes. And it's just craziness everywhere. People everywhere, chickens everywhere, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember just feeling like I didn't know where I was going, but I just kept going and I would turn a corner, turn a corner, turn a corner, and there was the dentist office. And I just remember going, I don't know how I got here. But I really believe someone was praying for me at that mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. And just God came in and got us to the dentist. She got a cap on her tooth and she was going to get it fixed at home. But he was there you know, in that mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. um, that was another just amazing way that he, he guided us. Um, here's, here's one where I got to intercede for somebody else. Um, there was a young woman from Northwoods who lost her husband. She had two young kids and it was very tragic, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, after church one Sunday, she was all alone, just sitting in the auditorium, weeping. And I saw her and, you know, you just think, what do, what do I have to give? Right. What, do what do I, I say? Like, oh my what do word, I do? right? Yeah. But I felt like the Lord was prompting me to just go over and, and be with her and pray mm -hmm. for her. And so I walked over and I said, can I just pray for you? And she, she nodded her head, yes. And she's just weeping. And so I just put my hand tenderly on her shoulder and I said, um, Jesus, would you just come and bring your peace? That's all I knew to say. I, I didn't have words, right? And I just waited. And no kidding, I watched the peace of God settle on her and her sobbing stopped. And she started, slowly started to breathe. And I gave her a hug and she walked away. Mm. And I checked with her later. She doesn't even remember that. Isn't that interesting? She was so lost in her grief. But this silly little prayer mm. that I just tried to form, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, if you're fluent great, great <laughs> or if you're a professional example. prayer, yeah. God listens to our prayers mm -hmm. and he does stuff when we pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was another cool time. Yeah, that's a beautiful example of just the simplicity. You know, if you just declare one truth over somebody that could completely change how they're doing in that situation. And there's so much power. I even think about the times where I've just prayed a scripture over someone 
you know, yes. knowing the word of God, yeah. having it written on our hearts and in our minds and ready at any time to encourage someone by, you know, praying his words over someone. I mean, there is power. It's a living word of God yeah. and the spirits moving through those words. And so I love that you shared that. I feel like that's very powerful to hear an example of just a simple prayer. It's not about this big, huge, yeah. like, you know, way of saying this big healing prayer, this big, you know, experience. It's just declaring a simple truth over someone. So yeah. Yeah, he's that. happy to use us if we make ourselves available, right? right. Yeah. Can I tell you another one? Yeah. Okay. Would love Please to do. So um, this was a woman in our Doing What Jesus Did class. And, you know, they learn in there to, to, to listen for God's promptings to have you pray for someone or speak to someone or, or whatever. So she was going through a, a new coffee place um, in the drive-through. And after receiving her coffee and praying, she started to, dr- to drive away and she felt that tug in her heart. Like mm-hmm. God was saying, go back and ask her if you can pray for her about something. And I started you know, say, thinking to myself, no way. She said, am I going back? I'm gonna look <laughs> really weird. And I'd already left. So how awkward was that? And then I, she said, I heard him say again, go back, you will miss out on something really special if you don't. <laughs> and so then she she was still embarrassed and kept thinking, no way. But she got to the uh, gas station and she heard it again. God didn't give up. He still <laughs> wow. said, you know, you'll regret it, go back. And so I thought, well, why not? I'll probably never see her again. So, so she went back and she started pulling through the drive-through And she had this sudden urge from God. She just explained to her, I had this sudden urge from God to come back and pray with you or ask you if you need prayer. Can you imagine the guts that took, right? (laughs) And uh, she, she says, she looked at me and she started to tear up. And she said, as a matter of fact, I do. I have something you can pray about. Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, with this shocked look on my face, right? Like, this is really happening. Um, so she started saying that she had a, was having a hard time seeing and she'd had several blind spots in her eyes and it was ke- keeping getting worse and it was really bothering her lately. And so I told her I would pray for her and that my church and my small group would pray for her. And she, they looked at each other and her eyes just filled like tears, uh, like, wow. And she said, I had chills down my whole spine that she had never encountered something like this before. I'm so excited that I stopped. Oh, man. You know, just that simple asking someone and obeying yeah. the prompting, it takes a lot of courage sometimes. It does, it does. But you never know the adventure mm-hmm. unless you yeah. step into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. I can think about a time a couple of weeks ago, actually, I was just telling my husband about this, but um, I had one morning, I had just felt led to really like, tell the Lord, you know, I want you to provide me with an opportunity today. You know, if you have an opportunity, I pray my eyes would just be open to it, you know, to pray for someone. Or I was just sensing that like there was something that day that he was going to provide the opportunity. And I kind of want to share this briefly because it was actually a time when I had asked God for that. And then I wasn't brave enough to actually follow Mm, through. And he prevented or he provided the perfect opportunity. And now it's like I look back on it and I was still able to pray for that person afterwards. But I saw how I how I missed out on maybe praying for them in the moment and that building my faith and seeing, you know, what God might do from that. So I was in Hobby Lobby and I love that place so much. Mm. It's one of my favorites. (laughs) It had just opened like a week or so ago um, at this point. And I was just very aware of people around me that day because I was like, I really like asked the Lord like today, like I just was really feeling ready. And I thought that, you know, asking the Lord for those opportunities. When we ask him for opportunities, he will bring opportunities. (laughs) Like every single time, you know, if our eyes are just really aware and our hearts are open and this man came out of nowhere and he was like, yeah, my, he just started talking to me. He was like, yeah, my, um, my, wife and I are here at Hobby Lobby and, you know, I've been out of work for a little while and my, um, my leg has had this pain in it. And it was so strange that he was randomly sharing with me about this pain in his leg. And this whole time I was thinking in my head, oh, this is definitely God's (laughs) opportunity. And it was just interesting. I felt like the 
enemy definitely in that moment was trying to speak those lies to me like, oh, this is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Like people are watching, you know? And I feel like I can share, you know, that I... I told him like I would be praying for him and I think God can still work through that and there's so much grace in that, you know? Um, But I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would have prayed with him in the moment to see what God could have done because God could have set that up, you know, in a way that would have strengthened my faith in some way or led him to Christ. And so I just kind of um, felt led to share that because I feel like some of you who are listening might have been in that, you know, space before where you're willing and you think that you're ready. And sometimes we don't follow through necessarily, or we don't um, take advantage of those opportunities that God gives us. But I think having a willing heart to say, you know, Lord, you're growing me, you're molding me, and there's grace in that, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, I've got a million of those stories, you know, and that's, I mean, we we all do, right? Yeah. Yeah. We like to tell our good ones. Exactly. But, you know, Walmart for me, that's where it was, you know, I was going through the lane and this guy Mm -hmm. in front of me started, we just started chatting and his wife was ill and he was just picking stuff up and I'm and inside I'm getting, I can feel it. I'm like, this is a God moment and I'm supposed to, Uh and I just didn't, I just let it go. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, you know, I I think what's easy to do is is to shame or guilt ourselves afterwards. But I think what I hear you saying, Lydia, is look at it as a learning tool, mm-hmm. right? To go, mm-hmm. okay, so if that happened again, what would I do next time? Right. Yeah. Formulate a line, a segue line, or a, so that you feel a little more prepared. Mm-hmm. And God is so gracious. Yeah, yeah. He will so give us more. He has, mm-hmm. right? Giving you more opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's what he does. He's good mm-hmm. to us like that. It's good. Yeah. Well, we read in Luke 11, 1, um, that the disciples ask the Lord, Lord, teach us how to pray. And many of us have maybe asked the Lord that ourselves, you know, Lord, teach me how to pray. I don't know how to pray. Or maybe we've asked that to a pastor or a friend, a similar question as they did um, of how should we pray. And we talked earlier about the misconceptions, but for someone who's struggling to know how to pray or what to say to God, what are some pieces of advice that you would give them or some practices that can help them in their prayer time? Mm. Well, I, I love it that you're interested in this topic because I think it's so foundational to everything else we do in the Christian life, right? If we don't have that, I don't know, just that beautiful intimacy with God, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what empowers us and what releases us. But, you know, I would just say, just, you know, take a deep breath, just relax because we put so much pressure on ourselves a lot about how we're supposed to pray and what it should sound like. And I'm lousy at this. And, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Like I've been a Christian since I was six and I'm in my sixties and I still don't feel like I'm a really good prayer. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, when do you ever feel like you've arrived with this? So just, you know, I tell myself, get over yourself and just Mm -hmm. be who you are in front of God and don't measure yourself. So just breathe uh, just relax in his presence and then um, remind yourself that God loves you. He's not measuring. He's not measuring me when I sit here with him. He's delighted in me. He's delighted in you. Zephaniah 3.17 says he sings songs over us, you know? How cool is that? So getting that picture of a loving father in front of us. And then sometimes I just put on that worship song to get me in that, just in that place of the presence of God and just enjoying him feeling loved by him. And then sometimes it can help to just read a Psalm out loud. Mm. And, um, you know, if you don't know where to start, just try Psalm 145, Psalm 103, Psalm 23. Um, Just read it out loud. And sometimes it helps to put your own name in it, to to say it like an I statement rather than how David wrote it, you know? Um, But just getting your, your out loud language going of just saying something out loud, it's helpful. Um, and then just again, I sometimes I just picture God sitting in a chair across from me that this is just a conversation that yeah. we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I ask him to just bring people to mind. Who do you want me to pray for today, God? Or if, if there is you know people on my list that day, then I just start praying. I just pray in a normal language like I would talk to anybody else. Yep. I tell him how I'm feeling that day. If I need to get, often I need to get that out of the way first. If I'm feeling insecure or I'm feeling like I blew it or I'm feeling I have to some sin to deal with, I got to deal with that first. Mm-hmm. And so I just get that out of the way and then recognize that I just come right back to square zero with him at the cross and I'm all good. And then I just start to pray in normal 
language. Like you don't have to quote a Bible verse, you mm-hmm. know, or have all the propitiation words. In <laughs> you just can use normal words. Um, and, you know, you. I think we all wish that we would feel stuff when we pray, that yeah. we would feel, oh, God's presence is here. Right. And yes. yeah. I hear people that yeah. talk like that and they kind of make me gag because I uh-huh. want that all the time. Yeah. Yep, me <laughs> and too. I don't often get it. Yeah. It's, oh, it's just, yeah. a, but think of how much more honoring it is to God to continue to pray Even when you when don't, don't feel, feel anything, like right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. What a that's gift in, to that's him. That's obedience. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you get the buzz, you know, yeah. but a lot of times you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it all counts. Yes. It all counts. Yeah. That's I don't good. know if that's what you were looking for. No, but. that's yeah, good. That's yeah. a great word. Yeah, I'm glad you spoke to that. I definitely remember when I first started kind of jumping head first into this being like, for a while, because it's new, there is a lot of feeling. And as yeah. you settle into a rhythm or, I mean, with anything, the more times you do yeah. it, the more comfortable you get. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Does that mean it's not working anymore? Right. Am I not doing right. it right? Do it, you know, and I'm I'm glad you spoke to that, that it's, yeah. it's the feeling Good or bad. It, right. it, it can be there. It cannot be there. That, yeah. That's not the point. Enjoy the good feelings when they yeah. come, but don't measure yourself Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's good. We can oftentimes definitely fall into that trap mm-hmm. of when the feeling's gone or the emotion's gone or- And there's something you know, wrong this, with like, me. Or, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I just think God is just so refining us and challenging us to be like, are you still going to pray when you don't right. feel it or when you don't see right. anything happening? You know, are you going to be persistent in prayer and trust yeah. me? Be faithful. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. And we just appreciate everything that you shared with us today, just encouraging our listeners just on the power of prayer, what it is and how to pray in a way that um, is special to their unique relationship with the Lord. And so it was just so refreshing to get back to the heart of prayer and remind ourselves again of that power that is in prayer. So listeners, we hope that this episode encouraged you today. If you have any questions about prayer that weren't answered on today's podcast or Even if you have a prayer request that you would like people to come alongside of you, like we were talking about and intercede for, we would love for you to message us on Instagram or Facebook, and we would love to pray for you and with you um, if we are able. And then if you also were not able to join us on social media during our week of prayer, as Kayla mentioned at the beginning, we would love for you to join us this coming week by going back to some of those posts that we posted a few weeks ago that have prompts that'll help guide you through praying over specific areas of your life and the lives of others. So, Bobby, thank you again so much. Oh, this was really sweet to be here. I loved it. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it was awesome to be able to hear your wisdom and we just admire you so much and love the stories that you shared. So thank you so much. Well, listeners, have a blessed day and we will talk to you on our next episode.